Hey, TRB fans, we're looking for your support to help us grow our positive Star Wars community on Patreon and expand on what we're able to create. If you join us as an admiral right now, you'll gain VIP special access to the base with exclusive content, Discord servers, merch, and more. And you'll also receive a limited edition I Am All the Jedi magnet. You can't repel an offer of this magnitude. Get it? Because magnet... Anyway, are you ready to join the resistance? Head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. You're listening to this broadcast. You're a part of the the need the need for sheave welcome back everybody this is the resistance broadcast i'm john how are you thanks so much thank you so much for joining us today uh we have our news show today we're gonna be talking about the latest hot items in star wars news uh the hot stove is not as hot as usual but we have some cool stories we're gonna get into um james and Lacey with me as always uh guys i was offered the opportunity to write the novelization for Top Gun Maverick, but I turned it down <laughs> because of Top Gun canon toxicity with the Top Gun fans. It's just too much. So I was like, I don't, I'm not doing it. Good decision, bad decision. You're Real so question, weird. Though. You're so weird. Real question <laughs> Would you? If hired, write the novelization of Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. You would? Yeah, why not? What if they were giving you like, I don't know, 800 bucks or something? 800 <laughs> bucks? That's what I'm saying. Like, like oh. where's the line where you'd that- be like, oh, I really want to do that, but like. James's evalu- James's evaluation of my my skill set is no 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 no. John, I'll give you five. No, bucks. I'm saying they're five undercutting bucks. you and making it like a difficult decision. You yes, know? you know what? Like, though? Hey, I we- might I might do it because that might be a launching pad. People like that guy crushed. The, like really like it, it, like painting the picture of that high five on the beach with the volleyballs in my head so much that I'm going to yeah. hire him for my other project. They won't know how much that I only made eight hundred for that one. And then I'll make the big bucks when I admit write the, like the novelization for uh, Bill and Ted three or something. Is you know? this a Star yeah. Wars podcast or like am I in the wrong place? See, Did Lacey I? does. Lacey, you do this all the time, but then okay. our tangents. You're always like, "That was so funny. We're gonna isolate that <laughs> clip. We're gonna post it." <laughs> like the Randy Newman stuff. Like people are still talking about that, and you were like, "That was weird. That yeah. was the, weird." And, and guess what? The other thing now I- we're in weird right now. It's right happening right now. It's weird. The right the other no, thing, Lacey weird. is. Is I know that the question is about the novelization of Top Gun, but I am thinking about the novelization of a movie, like the Star Wars movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking about Ray yeah. Carson having to do that, and you know, the how like John even mentioned the toxicity and stuff. So it's I'm still in the mindset of what we're actually discussing today. John's not; support. he's in the Top Gun mindset. No, I mean I did bring it up obviously as a reference to what's been going on. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that, you know, other movies, like, I don't think there are toxic Top Gun fans. 
as far there as there might be. You don't know that. There might be. I feel like it's There's all a giant ju- Budweiser commercial. Like it's just Justice everyone's for just like, man. Ah, America. <laughs> you never seen that? Huh? No, actually, it makes more sense. Justice for Goose. You never seen that? Justice for Goose. That'll be the happen. Yeah, Goose deserve better. Goose's son deserves <laughs> yeah. better. Yeah, they're gonna do the whole thing. Yeah. Or are they going to kill Iceman and they're going to be like, you ruined my childhood? <laughs> yeah. America. Oh, boy. Lacey, are, are, you guys, are we all going to... Um, we're going to fly James out and see Top Gun together? <laughs> no. All right. Um, I'll see it with you. But I thought you were going to yeah. see it with your bro. You were like, this is a bro, bro oh, date. Oh, 100%. I had to see it with my brother. But you can come. Oh, thanks. I mean, I think nice I'm going to gonna like it. Once. But I'm probably going to walk out and say they could have cut that whole thing where they go to canto bite you know right canto flight <laughs> canto flight <laughs> canto flight deck all right guys um we are fired up now so now we're good to go that that's what you call a cold open folks uh i didn't have the i get to go to the movies until, with john now well we'll see we'll my see day how, is made we'll see how things go we'll, oh, we'll be in the, okay we'll there be, it is We'll be in the heat of final celebration preparation, and the three of us may be killing each other at that point, so who knows? John always goes, yeah, totally, totally. We can totally hang out. And then when the time comes, he goes, you know, this thing came up. Sorry, can't. Lies. Oh, 100% lies, but that's okay. With the thing and the guy. The lies of Skywalker. Um, James, (laughs) we have the resistance reports. Why don't you steer us down news lane? Okay. It's the resistance. <laughs> um, all right. So resistance report this week. We got a, a couple stories. Um, some interesting one. Uh, I think we're going to circle back near the end to Top Gun. Think about that. <laughs> see if you can make the connection. Um, Who's going but the with first me? Story, yeah. The first story... Uh, is going to have some spoilers. So we kind of talked a little bit about the, um, the fact that the, the novelization, you know, we were, that's kind of on the mindset because recently at what Lacey C2E2, right? Yes. C2E2 in Chicago. At C2E2, yep. they released, uh, early copies for certain fans, uh, of the, the book. So they have it early. And of course they went straight to Reddit and pointed out every, Ben Solo scene in the book and how it's different. And then later when they ran out of Ben Solo stuff, they started talking about some of the other differences in the book. One of which, and again, I'm going to get into spoilers here is the fact that the book narrates the fact that Palpatine's body is a clone and that also his son is a sort of, offspring clone uh like a mess up uh if you will but a successful mess up because it was the only mess up that survived so um there's a lot to talk about here because i think general fandom have said cloned out hashtag cloned out i don't know if that's the case for everybody here but i'm going to start with you Lacey. are you cloned out okay here's how i feel this is literally the plot of Austin Powers. <laughs> this is literally that plot that she's like, I made you a son. He's actually not your son. He's a clone or something. It's just, it's weird. Very weird. Um, that being said, 
away from that. I can't that. remember the specifics. Getting into the actual storyline, um, I am cloned out because I feel like that's kind of like a writing cop out for Star Wars. It's like, oh, it's a clone. But then at the same time, I wish they included this in the movie because we've talked about this in our review, I believe, for The Rise of Skywalker is mm-hmm. the movie kicks off where he's back and everyone's like, he's back, he's here, he's evil. And you're like, okay, but wait, what about all that in-between stuff of how he came back? Like, how is he here? And they're like, forget about that. He's just back. Just let's move forward and forget about that and start fighting him. And you're like, okay, but how did he get there? So this kind of explains that of how it happened. Mm-hmm. Um And I know there's a lot of theories and crazy things going around of how it might end up working out that you know ray really is his daughter but his i don't know it's weird it's totally weird and then the idea that this old man made a clone son some sons to possess but then has a granddaughter and wants to possess her it's exactly kind of like leading up to the rise of skywalker where we talked about it a little bit about possession and cloning and all these things and how it comes across really weird and sci-fi-y Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I feel about it. I feel like it's a little too far into that sci-fi feel. And I understand that it was in, you know, the extended universe and I did stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. I just can't grasp it yet, but I haven't read the book to be fair. So I need to read it before I can accurately give my full opinion. But at first glance, judging this book, not by its cover, because I don't have it. I don't like it. Okay. Um, I'm going to give my, my quick, and then I'm going to send to you, John. I do really like the idea of the cloning aspect. Um, and I'll talk more about the specifics of it, but the general idea of where I think this is coming from is I don't think that, (laughs) I think that if if JJ Abrams would have put this in the movie, I think there's a very good chance that people would just right from the get-go would have been like, I'm out. And I get and, that. Yeah. And we can talk about the specifics of that because I think there's something really important to the way that they handled it. And when I saw the movie, I didn't like that they did that. But now that I'm looking at the bigger picture, kind of in a retrospective thing, I'm thinking, you know what? I think they had this conversation and this is the best delivery of the inevitable answer that you have to give. And, uh, but, but I want to hear what John has to say because John has kind of been on the, like, I, I like the fact that they bought Palpatine back Mm -hmm. train. Yeah. So there's a lot on my mind about this here. So I don't want to be too long-winded about it. So maybe we could bounce it off each other a little bit here. So a few things. They tell you that when you really take this information and go back to the movie, they tell you throughout that whole movie that Palpatine is a clone without telling you with a sign like in Beetlejuice, like he's buried here, Mm -hmm. like he's a clone, (laughs) ding, ding, ding. Uh, You have Palpatine saying, I've died before. You have him saying, again, that line, the dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. Uh, as Kylo Ren is walking past tubes full of Snokes that are cloned, uh, Palpatine's hooked up to a machine right next to it. Uh, you have Beaumont Kent saying, dark science, cloning, and secrets only the Sith knew. Uh, it's loaded in the movie to, to mm-hmm. 
you know, to connect to, to what he is. You make a great point, James, that if they just did the whole, you know, I'm a clone, uh, or even advertise it that way, people would have been like standoffish on like, Oh, you brought him back, but in a knockoff way, it's not really him. But when you approach the story, remind me of that word knockoff. Okay. Remind me to remind (laughs) you. Um, but when you approach the story that he, it was, it is his spirit and he possessed this body. I dig that. It also knocks out the need to explain that Palpatine, you know, had a romance or met a woman and then what happened to her and then she had the kid and then, you know, it knocks all that stuff out. Um, we've seen it happen in Star Wars with Boba Fett and Jango Fett. This isn't new to Star Wars. Who's the person who ordered the clone army to be made? Palpatine. He's been obsessed with immortality. This was his pathway to finding it. Um, he wasn't able to find it in a way where you kept yourself alive forever, but he was able to keep his spirit uh, in existence uh, the way the Jedi can with Force Ghosts. I guess there's a way for the Sith to kind of do that in a way. Maybe they'll explain more on that. Maybe it wasn't an artifact. Who knows? And uh, that's his way to find that immortality. So it ties back into the prequels. I think that's good. Um and, uh, you know, I'm fine with it in that respect. You know, I am cloned out for sure. But if you're going to do it, it makes sense to wrap it up with the Skywalker saga in this way, because you have uh, Palpatine, who was all about the cloning to uh, create his empire. So this was his thing from the beginning. And for him to be able to tie his rise to power by creating the clones and ordering that clone, clone army to his ultimate goal of achieving immortality he can put those two things together. That to me makes a lot of sense. So it crosses a lot of things off, knocks those out of the way, and also puts a couple of things together. Um, so, and I've been I've been approaching this whole thing for uh, the glass half full perspective, and uh, I keep <laughs> I'm going to keep on doing that as we go forward. So I'm finding the things that make sense about this happening too, um, and that so that's where I'm at uh, to to start anyway. Lacey? I I don't know. I I have to... It's hard because I haven't read it. So I feel like I'm commenting on a headline slash a description in an article, but I haven't fully grasped what the scene is and what the description is. Once I read that, once I get the book, which by the way, the reason I haven't read it is because I want to get the book and read it. I don't want to read it online. So once I get the... Oh, have you not read the excerpt then? No. Oh, okay. I read well, that, the article. That definitely changes and, and, what I was thinking oh. because you said, I want to read it. I haven't read it. And I'm <clears> like, <throat> I think that's it. I think what you read and what they took a photo of hmm. is probably all the depth that they're going to go into it. Well, that's fine. But I'm saying in the the way it's built into the story, it might make more sense to me. Like once it's explained that's in fair. the way they explained it, I mm-hmm. might be like, ah, yes, this... I can see why they went here. But at first glance, on the headline of this article and the descriptions people said and all this stuff and just at the idea of him being a clone, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will let you know I, once the book comes out and I read it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Next so, week? John... When is it? 18? <laughs> Next week. Yeah, I can't remember. Week, I think. Um... So to to remember what you were saying about the knockoff thing. Oh, James, um, don't don't forget to talk about knockoff. <laughs> don't, don't, Ted, don't forget to wind your watch. Like, <laughs> Thanks, future uh, Ted. Yeah, you guys yeah. are bringing up Bill and Ted a lot. Wait, wait. Hey, I'm excited. <laughs> um, I 
I think that was what we, like you said before, when we were leading into Rise of Skywalker, there was the whole like, will Ray be a clone thing? And I, mm. I have often said, I really feel like they're like when you say the word clone to somebody, it immediately just triggers knockoff, fake version, like not the real one. Sure. And um, like, I don't know, it's not it's not exactly the same thing. But like when you think of like a model of like a shoe, like a, a Jordan whatever shoe, right? And then you think like they make all these duplicates of them. But then when you go to the store, you're like, that's the shoe. That's that's a that's the real version. It's not the knockoff. Mm-hmm. Like I think there is something very real about a story where somebody has been cloned and they are not a knockoff, but they are actually physically a, the the person. They are really the person. That mm-hmm. is them. Yeah. And I think I like the way that you phrased it when you said that they, they told you he was back. And when you bring someone back from the dead, they, they were dead, but they exist again. And it is their entity. It is their spirit. It is them to wholeheartedness. Yeah. Cloning is one very real way to do that. Um, yeah, I agree. To bring to laboratorily, <laughs> that's not a word, bring the flesh and the DNA and, and create it again. And it's, I, I think that the, there's a lot to be said about uh, consciousness, you know, and stuff. It, mm-hmm. There's, it's just really cool stuff. And I've in my past researched things like uh, when, when you say zombies, you think like a certain type of zombies, but there are these things called P zombies or philosophical zombies. And it's all about like consciousness and stuff. And knowing what I know about that or, and find that stuff interesting to think that this person is a body a vessel, but it is this it's fundamentally the same vessel, which fundamentally makes him the same person. I don't know. I just, it's so cool to me. That I'm like, I like this explanation even more so than just like the magical, like we, I don't know, like just boom. And then there he was there, you know, yeah or something. I mean, I get what Lacey's saying too, that, you know, I could see why people don't like it. And that's sure legit. That is totally legit. And I respect that. Um, I'm just, you know, approaching it, you know, how it can make sense. And also another part, just like story aside, like, you know, you're making a movie here and you're not going to bring back Palpatine and have it be Matt Smith. And I think that's what their original idea was, that he's going to be the new younger clone, healthy Palpatine. And he's like, I'm back and I'm young and, you know, but they probably realized you got to bring back McDarmid. And so so I saw people on Twitter like, well, why would he be a clone body? But he's an old man. And it's like, because it's Ian McDiarmid, that's why, and that's the only explanation you need. You bringing you're bringing Palpatine back. You putting the guy back in the in the robe who who played him from the beginning, and that's it. Right. And that's fine. You don't need to explain. And this whole thing about every little thing now needs to be explained, and your hand needs to be held. You, you need to label your planets and stuff. It's like someone brought up Tatooine was never mentioned once in a new hope. And then we show up in the return of the Jedi and Luke says, or at the end of empire, and he says, we'll meet at the rendezvous point on Tatooine. If that came out today, people would lose their minds. Like we didn't know that that was Tatooine. It's like just this <laughs> whole thing now where everyone just feels, or they pretend to, that they need to complain that they need to know every detail. You don't, 
It's just we're we're taking it way too far, guys. We got to dial it back a little. And remember, it's a a very fun and and campy and silly space fantasy. And let's not try to make it what it's not. Um, and I will say with all this though is I do think the like the sun part of it is a little bit of like even Ray Carson specifically like I don't know what to do with this. The only thing I can think to do is say the kind of the mini me thing. Like maybe he's a, a bad version of the, of a, a messed up attempt, you know? Hmm. Um, I still would have preferred to have known that Palpatine was younger and had a a wife or a family and then they found out that he was crazy and they like escaped him or something. Sure. I I like that idea. And to find out that Ray was more of like a great, great or a descendant of Palpatine rather than like a more direct uh, line. And I think that when you add up the math, they were that like, I think JJ kind of was like, yeah, this is the story. But then it didn't, you know, I don't know. It just didn't perfectly line up for me. So I think that fell on the shoulders of Ray and she's like, or not Ray, but Ray Carson. And is like, I don't know exactly how to make that a thing. And this was like the best explanation that they could come up with. So mm-hmm. I am. Do, one do more you thing feel differently this, about uh, the, the sun? Uh, Lacey, what is your, because I, I, I feel like I've been rambling. So what, what's. Do you have anything on on the sun or anything of that aspect of it? Um, not really. I mean, guys, I'm still grappling with a lot of stuff from the Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> which I haven't really seen since mm-hmm. the movies in December. Um, and one of the things is like Palpatine having a son, which is now a clone, which somehow met someone that then had Ray. Um, I agree with you, James. I think it would have been more impactful if she was a direct descendant instead of like this like kind of distant, like somewhat part of Palpatine kind of. I think I'm saying the opposite of that. But she's not a direct descendant, though. He's not really a son. He's a clone. So it's like it's not his son's daughter. Oh. Oh, I guess I get that. I guess I like I wish you there. I kind of agreed with what I thought you were saying, which is I wish she was a direct descendant. Like it's definitely his granddaughter. Now he's calling her granddaughter and I'm like physical blood descendant and not like a science laboratory. descendant. I don't know. It's weird. This whole thing is weird, but again, I need to read it. I haven't read it yet. I also like, and you know, you could say, you know, the Boba Django thing. He said, he called him son. He called him dad, even though he was a clone, you know? Um, so the president, the president has been there, but the other thing I like, you know, I don't like um, that either, though. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, the son being a clone and being a good person um, is interesting to me, too, because that is 100 percent who Sheev may have been had he not been lured by Plagueis to the dark side. Um, right. We're seeing what he could have been as a good person, because if he's a clone, he comes with all of his blood and all of his attributes and all of his tendencies and the whole wiring is there and you see he's this compassionate good father who loved his wife loved his daughter so 
that is some story I think would be cool to be explored in a comic or something, Seeing because then you're seeing what Sheev could have been through Ray's father. So that avenue I like as well. And then obviously we see what Ray turns into um, because of her father, even though she, the, the, he, she didn't know him very well. She kind of took on mm. what he left in her. So all that's the kind of stuff I'd like to explore more, perhaps just myself, because I know not all of us are into that right now, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I wonder what the level of clone that they're going with for the son. Like, is he supposed to be young Ian McDermott there? Yes. He doesn't really I, look like him, though. That that also makes me wonder, like, was, was Matt Smith supposed to be Ray's father? I know. I thought about that, too. I, I, and then I, then I was like stopping just going by what I happened. mean I would have enjoyed that because that would have made sense to me because then you see him and you're like wow he looks like Palpatine this guy yeah. looked more like Owen Lars than that's what I thought too yeah. I thought it looked like Owen Lars yeah but again like know. some some people when they're 35 look way different when they're 60 and when we first meet Palpatine he's like 60 years old you know yeah but he doesn't even have the facial structure or like the nose of Ian McDermott Hmm. Like, you can go from being younger to older, I get that, but there's always some type of resemblance. You know, and this is weird, too, and I don't even know what the actual canon answer to this is, but I saw the Boba Fett thing as something different than I think it actually is. I always saw it as, we made you an unaltered clone, which would mean this is probably how your child would have looked had you, like, mated. Mm. And it it's not supposed to be, like, a duplicate of him. Um, and I thought the unaltered aspect was just his age that like he doesn't grow twice as fast. No. Well, also, I think the clones were engineered uh, in different ways and, and that sort of thing, too. I think there was a lot of engineering being done with them. Yeah. So I always kind of got the impression that that is supposed to be like maybe what his son would have looked like or or they, you know, like your your son doesn't normally look exactly like you. You know, it's kind of a mix-up. It's usually like you and well, no, your no, wife, that, you know that's that's I mean? the difference between cloning and you know, you take two different halves, and we're doing a science class at this point. But yeah, it's it's no, a completely yeah. different thing. Um, but yeah, Speaking but that's what of I, clones, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to understand that that aspect of the sun. But what did you say, Lacey? Speaking of clones. Speaking of clones, would you guys like to talk about when the clones were at the height of their power? That sounds great. <laughs> Although, you could argue that was Rise of Skywalker now, right? Yeah. Um, so let's go with uh, Dave. Our, our next story, spoilers over, not that anybody was able to jump to this spot specifically. Um, Dave Filoni was recently asked about uh, his experience with the final season of Clone Wars, specifically in the sense of, hey, you did all of this show, uh, and it was just like, again again another episode another episode now you've kind of you knew what you wanted to do and you have had time to let it soak in what are your thoughts on uh how you handled this and how it helped shape the final season of clone wars uh lacy what, what were your thoughts you, you read this interview right this was from um if i'm not mistaken entertainment weekly is that right yes yes okay. um i thought it was super interesting dave has I'm calling him Dave like we're friends. Dave uh, has an interesting up here. Yeah. Yeah. He has an interesting way of approaching Star Wars. You know, he he learned from George, so he always has this just it's he's just different than everybody else, I feel. 
What is that a brag for Dave? Yeah. So I was going to say, it's not a brag for me. It's not like I hung out with him. I, um, I missed it, John. Did you do sweet brag? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Lacey, here's another thing about sweet brag. It never has to apply or be and oh. make any sense at all. You can okay. just do it to somebody being like, uh, where were you? Oh, I just went to the bathroom. You're like, sweet brag. Like, it doesn't even have to make oh. any sense. Usually, John does it when I bring something up that oh. relates to me. That's why I was like, wait, what? I didn't even mention me. Um. Anyway. So there's a couple things that stuck out to me. One was when he said technology doesn't stop and that the facial animation uh, was the most important to them making this show, the, the series this season. Um, And we've talked about this a lot, but like facial animation and specifically eyes tracking and stuff is always super important to me. uh, When Mm -hmm. I see any type of animation, uh, if the eyes don't match up properly or facial stuff, then it just doesn't work. And then you end up looking like John right now with his eyes wide open. Um, (laughs) But he also said something along the lines of keeping it within the reality of star Wars. They asked him a lot of questions of like, Oh, what about this? And what about that? Would you ever think about doing this? And he said that, you know, at the end of the day, he just wanted to keep everything within the reality of Star Wars and trying to keep it on that in that box of what makes sense. Um, he said there were like, you know, people might think they would want to do different personalities for clones or like, oh, maybe this clone will be like the Hulk from Avengers. And he's like, no, it's got to stick to what Star Wars is, um, which I really liked. I thought it was really cool that D. Ba- Bradley Baker did all the voices for all the clones. Mm-hmm. Um, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> so nuts. He's like, pay me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wonder if he gets paid per character, like how that works. He's like, hey, Pete, we had a few more clones in here. <laughs> yeah. Buy a car. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that stuck out to me was uh, that they didn't do any storyboards for this, which is just weird yeah. to me because from growing up watching like old Disney animations or any type of behind the scenes stuff, you always see the storyboards for like Pixar and how the movie's going to go. And they didn't do that. They did live action blocking for this show. So they treated it kind of like it was live action or they did treat it like it was live action and not with storyboards, even though oftentimes live action shows and movies use storyboards. Mm -hmm. So all that stuff kind of stuck out to me overall. I just love to see how the process What's the process for making these shows? Um, yeah. I did like that, Lacey, the the aspect of the storyboards. And I think maybe where the reason it's different is because traditional animation, when it comes to like drawing it, um, they don't have all of the assets ready to go to be shifted around. And when you're talking about live action, they don't have all of the assets ready to go to be shifted around. But in 3D animation, Mm -hmm. you can create all of the assets and then just shift them around. Um, It kind of is. They do it for Pixar, though, a lot, like the 3D stuff. Yeah, I don't doubt that. But I think also Pixar is a whole like engine of making a movie six times before they end up with the movie that they really (laughs) want to deliver. Like they revamp the story and revamp the story and they send it to another team. And there's a whole lot that goes into those. Um, I think that the, the clone wars thing is cool. The thing that actually caught my eye the most is the fact that he said, um, given the extra time, I changed what we had planned. So had this 
actually not been, the show not been canceled and they did this, this story would have been a little different or the episodes would have been a little different. And I think that's interesting in the yeah. like, what if world? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think what he's ultimately saying is this season in his mind is probably the best season because he had the most time to perfect it. And I think that's telling two or three episodes into the season. And we have a lot more to go. That's something to look forward to. John, what stuck out to you? Well, I mean, two things, uh, without a doubt. Um, he approached this, uh, being Dave Filoni and I guess the whole team under the, and probably with Disney's advice or advisory on this to write these stories, assuming a lot of your audience is watching this for the first time and haven't yeah. watched seasons one through six. So he introduced other dramatic elements or exchanges between characters to let a new audience know these two guys have a history. Um, whether it's uh, Echo and, and Rex or um, the you know Bad Batch guys or whatever the story may be, he, he added certain elements that were new exposition uh, to to engage a new Clone Wars audience. And I think that's smart. And I don't think it felt like it was, oh, we've seen this. Like, why are we seeing this again? I think it was well applied. So I think that was smart. But him him admitting that, uh, I think, is interesting. I definitely think that Disney had a big part in that. They're probably like, look, we, we need an audience on this platform. You got to make sure you're bringing in new people too. And they're like, got it. Let's go, guys. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, him admitting that he forgot a lot about the Clone Wars. Uh, I thought that was very refreshing. Uh, it made me feel good because I forgot a lot about the Clone Wars. <laughs> I forgot that there was already a Wookiee Jedi, apparently, uh, that uh, when I talked about the High Republic, mm-hmm. and I don't like that that whole everyone gets a ribbon. I thing. knew that when you said it, but I was not going to be the guy. I'm glad you weren't. <laughs> Instead, it was it, it was General Greybeard, our, pa- our mm-hmm. uh, resistance Oof. officer on, on uh, Patreon, yeah. What's his name? A little different, though. That was behind the scenes. That was like, hey, man, I didn't want to, but, you know. Yeah. I'm going to mention this. Yeah, I forget what the High Republic Wookiee guy's name is. But, yeah, I like that Dave said that, that he's like, yeah, I've forgotten a lot about the Clone Wars, so I had to upload a lot of information and refresh myself and kind of bring myself back to it after doing Rebels and and that sort of thing. So uh, that candid reveal I felt was interesting because sometimes, and I could be way off on this, I get this, like, not a pretentious aura from Dave Filoni, but kind of like he has this entitled, like he's the keeper of the legacy and that sort of thing. Like for him to really humanize himself and be like, look, I forgot a lot of my own stuff is very endearing to me. So I think that was uh, cool for him to do that. I also realized how much I touch my face now that everyone's obsessed with this whole coronavirus thing, because I must've touched my face 40 times in this podcast. I know you're not supposed to do that. So, uh, that's another thing that stood out to me. And that's all I got. <laughs> I, uh, I've been a long I time fan time. of uh, like, Dragon Ball. You guys know that. Yeah. And the, the creator of Dragon Ball is famous for not remembering stuff and fans being like, how do you not remember that? Like, I thought you were going to say for touching his face. <laughs> no, no, no. For like uh, characters like going through specific arcs and, or like dumb stuff like hair color. Like, how do you not remember the one character that had like this color hair? You just like forget, you know, dude, or you've, 
literally it's it was like a long time thing where it was like why did we never see this character ever again? And he openly admits, he goes, cause I forgot that person existed. <laughs> like it just is. That was the way that it is. He was tasked to write new stories and he wrote new stories and forgot that main character was a main character. Yeah. That's the, uh, the whole, like, like celebrity con appearance thing. I'm sure Lacey could touch on this. Like people showing up and people ask them like all these like deep canon questions and they're probably like, uh, I don't know, like Harrison or Ford. Or like, like, oh, do you remember meeting me on this day? They're always like, yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Of or course Har- I remember Harrison you. Ford's just honest. He's like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. Yeah. But, um, no, it's 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 legit that people forget these things, but it's always cool when they admit it, I guess. Mm. I also just think it's not that they like really cared about it at the time. A lot of times it's just like a job or it's something they're doing or they're currently working on a lot of things. Like we we think of the guy uh Kevin Kiner, you know what I mean? We just interviewed him on the show. We think of he's like he's the guy who did all the mm-hmm. music for Clone Wars. Yeah, but he also did a bunch of other shows that are equally no, successful, sure. if not way bigger. Filoni's, you know, Filoni's different where this is his thing. I mm. I get it. I do get it. But I'm saying in the sense that we said that's just like kind of the celebrity thing or the yeah. con thing. You know what yeah. I mean? People asking celebrities about when they were certain characters and they're like, I mean, uh, to be honest, like, how do you forget when you were on set for blank? And it's like, cause I was on set a lot for and stuff like that. We can get into this more on Thursday with the discussion we're going to have. But even like George Lucas says, Han Solo, like he pronounces his own characters wrong. Like they're not, it's not that big a deal, guys. <laughs> not even that. Like on, I'm almost on the podcast now for two years. There are things that I said two years ago that I don't remember saying, or like people would be like, Oh, remember that yeah. time you guys joked about this? And I'll be like, Oh my God, we did joke about that. Mm-hmm. Like I just forget jokes that we've had for two years. Yeah. Like yeah. all the time. We, we, as, as creators, in this podcast, or even when I was in the band, we would have fans come up and be like, you said this on the DVD, you know? Yeah, and I'm so like, funny. And you're like, I, sure. Straight Dude. up. I'll be like, we released a DVD with that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Like, I don't even remember those giant things sometimes. Yeah. Le- legit. Yeah. Like at the day, one of our episodes come out, we had recorded it a few days before and I'll see something in the comments. Like, I can't believe John thinks this, or that was so funny yeah. when this happened. And I'll be like, did that happen on this episode? You're going to have to remind me what I said. It, yeah. What was the, yeah. what you know, was the vibe prime, I was giving? Sorry. A yeah. prime example was when one day... Time stamp or it didn't happen. Yeah. What? Time stamp or it didn't happen. Oh. No, I was talking about a tweet I did. So I tweeted out like a poll of what people's favorite impression that John does was. And I listed all these impressions out and people were like, how could you forget this? And I'm like... Mm. I did forget this. I think it was Daisy Ridley. I forgot Daisy Ridley and people were like, how could you forget? I forgot about that before. (laughs) I never thought about it like that. I never thought about it like that before. It's got to be higher Um, than that. You're doing it too low. Oh, I never thought about it like that before. (laughs) Why does she have a New York accent? Uh, Why do you always go to the New York accent? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) She's running to Delhi now because her story's over. That's Daisy Bigley. Daisy Bigley. <laughs> oh, um, man. All right. Do we want to get back to the Top Gun talk? You got him. Uh, yeah. I thought we were. All done right, guys. This. It's official. Let's buzz the tower, Pro- James. Project Maverick is happening. <laughs> right. Uh, 
So this story's really light. We really are only going to be able to give our impressions of this, but I guess like in the PS4 digital store in the European market for like updates or something, this image uh, and some music were kind of ready to go or, and somebody spotted it. And it is of this cool background with Star Destroyers and X-Wings, um, Imperial uh, era, and it says Project Maverick in a very like solo-y kind of font and design. Um, and it all looks official and you got to imagine it is official, but we haven't really heard anything of this other than a couple things where people are pointing out, you know, it, it is or is not certain things. And you can kind of tell based on, uh, what section of video games it's in and things like that. There's a lot of like little details to this, but what do you guys think it is? What do you guys, are you guys excited for what it could be? What are your thoughts? Uh, let's start with you, Lacey. Oh, I thought you were going to start with John cause it's Maverick. So I thought. Well, you know, flexing, checking the time. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. uh, So from what I gathered, this was something that was hidden on the back end and was picked up by a bot that was running through the back end code of like what this game was. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's a quote, small, unusual game. So to me, small, unusual is like mobile, like a small, like, I don't know nothing crazy so like i don't know like a candy crush or something where it's not a big game like jedi fallen order but yeah, the like other a digital ps4 299 download or, 499 yeah, or something yeah, yeah or something you might find on stream that's super cheap um but stream the other, what am i blanking on steam steam that's it that's <laughs> i the was one. like she talking uh, about twitch or something no steam steam sorry uh, but what some people are saying is that it could be DLC content for Jedi Fallen Order that they're waiting for, which I don't think it is. And then some people are like, well, you know, Resident Evil 3 remake was hidden in the back end and then it ended up to be a bigger game. I don't know, guys. This seems to me like it's a smaller game. I know from my own work that getting something into an app store takes a lot of time. So this could be them trying to get into the app store earlier for a launch date of some sort, but not having a finalized game yet, just kind of having a placeholder. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I took away from it. What could it be? I don't know. There's ships on it. It could literally be anything from flying ships, destroying ships. It could be battleship with Star Wars ships. Like, you don't know. But yeah. the rumors are that it's smaller. It's unusual. So when I hear unusual, I think VR. I think AR. Um yeah, I don't know. Nothing crazy. They're well, not going to. What was the be final verdict, John, on whether it is or is not VR? Because I thought the, I thought the category that it's under definitely crossed out VR. It's not VR, right? Yeah, I mean, when you see the words "smaller" and "unusual" at EA Motive, that has to make you think it's not VR because VR is not small, and I don't care, you know, what it is. You know, VR to me is a big deal, and there's a lot that goes into they it. They did. So. They did that VR, um, like Rogue One mission. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, it's no. it's like a it's like an escort mission where you are like 
helping the U-Wing and like K2SO and Cassian are in the oh, U-Wing okay. and then they you get attacked and like all it is is like it's one thing like they attack the ship and you got to fight them off and if you're successful that's what it was and it and but it was VR's uh PlayStation uh I think it's called PlayStation VR if I'm not mistaken like the headset well, and stuff but what so EA Motive what's their I should have what's researched motive? Yeah, no, but what's their um, <laughs> resume? Like, what have they done for Star Wars? Do we know? I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I Yeah, I should have looked into that, too. I think the thing is, is I, I felt it was very clear that we just don't know anything about this game. So well, at this point, speculation image, is First of all, wild. the funny thing, James sent this image, and the first I saw it before... Um, we started any write-up on the website. James sent it over on our private chat between the three of us, and I thought of something you made because we had tossed around the word Maverick for like other stuff we were thinking about doing. And I was like, that looks like one of our designs. I was like, what is this? They Did made, I- so Motive made a single-player campaign for Star Wars Battlefront 2. That's it? Yeah. E- Star Wars a wise. single player campaign, so like a DLC campaign or like the campaign. It says, "quote Our games, Motive Montreal, worked hand in hand with Dice, Criterion, Criterion, and Lucasfilm in creating the single single player campaign for Star Wars Battlefront Two with okay. new hero Iden Verso, Versio, Verso, Versio." Uh, and a unique story authentic to the broader Star Wars universe. Today, mm-hmm. the studio is pioneering through the development of a new IP and continues to work on the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just some kind of smaller game. I don't know if it's VR or not. Um, I the, the only thing I can go by is what they're showing here in this image, and that looks like an Imperial Star Destroyer, if I'm not mistaken, not a First Order one. Um, mm-hmm. and that looks a little Mustafarian if you, if you had to ask me, it looks like Mustafar mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, is this, dare I say Vader related? Um, is this mm. have anything to do with the Vader game? Uh, is this like an add on to the Vader game? So maybe it is a little VR. Um, so I, I can only go by what it's saying here. I don't know who the Maverick is here. I don't know if this is, you know. I know James, you had joked about Poe Dameron, right? On your on your Twitter account because Holdo calls him gut, a maverick, right? No, um, maybe. No, I think oh yeah, you're right, Holdo. Yeah. Um I just I guess my thought process on it was if if they were doing something called Project Maverick and it was right on the heels of something called Project Luminous. It's maybe has something to do with like a specific character that was like pilot heavy. And I joked that it was like all Poe Dameron stuff, but I thought maybe this is a new character, a new story where he's like a really good pilot and he has to go on this adventure and his piloting skills are the things that makes it successful. But like, I literally am only saying that because it says the word Maverick, you know? Yeah. It could be nothing to go on. Yeah, it could be DLC content for Battlefront 2, which they've already worked on. And it's a specific campaign with Podameron in the Rise of Skywalker trying to take down all the ships at the end of the Rise of Skywalker. Could be. Uh, that be that makes sense. Then maybe they're trying to they add, release campaigns all the time. Yeah. They're trying to add supplemental material for this movie now that it's out. Um yeah. Yeah, I, I really I don't know. I do not know. I had another thing I was gonna say. Oh no, no, you know what's funny? That 
you know, we got burned by this last week, which rarely happens, but watch like two days ago, the real reveal came out on a Saturday because they're savages. And like, now we know that yeah. it's a whole different <laughs> thing that we talked about because last week, I people it's fun to watch you. that stuff after the fact, the comments <laughs> in our episode Monday, one guy was like, you need to check your sources and your news before you talk about it. I'm like, Hey man, look, man, you know, we recorded this before that came out. Mangled, who knew Mangold was going to, uh, hop on a, on Twitter on Saturday, a hot Saturday night, and start replying to Ron Howard that he's not involved in the Mandalorian, which I still he might be not true though. He like not telling the truth because Colin Trevorrow said for months nothing, and then he was like, "I didn't do this, I didn't do any of this," and then it ended up he had a whole script Look, and he released all this concept art and everything else. I I I, I believe, and we said this on that episode. You know, usually when. BSR says stuff of this nature. They talk to people and they know what's going on. And I can't right. imagine someone seeing James Mangold on set for The Mandalorian and thinking that was someone else. Like, I think he was definitely there. I think he's maybe... He, if through lines may have been crossed and he may have seen the IGN article, which made it seem like he directed an episode and then that snowballs and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I went on set. Right. He showed me one new thing in the volume. He wanted me to see how I frame it. And I did that. It could have been something as simple as that. And maybe he didn't mm. want that out there. Or did a tour. Yeah. yeah. So so people are like, wow, that was way wrong. And that was BS. I'm like, we'll see. I mean, no, may not- sorry, John, it was BSR. BSR, right. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he may not get, you know, a director credit or something, but I think he was there. I think he did something small. And I think that's that. So I think that was still pretty valid, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, Russo Brothers and others were there as well for the first mm-hmm. season, and we have no direct connection to anything that they did. Right. But I don't even know, um, you know, there's other other people that were involved with the mainline movies, and I don't think they have anything in the official credits either, but they're very publicly credited as like, uh, like, oh, I called Ava DuVernay or asked her yeah. what she thought about these scenes, and it's like, yeah. she's, so she was involved, but like, I don't think her name shows up in the credits for anything. Right. I could be wrong on that. Someone's and George like, Lucas is re- rewriting and directing the Cassian Andor series, and he's not going to get any credit on that. So, <coughs> or shot a sp- or like worked on a specific scene in Solo, right? Right. No, he actually did. Yeah, the hanging up the cape. Yeah. Yeah, and stuff. It's like he didn't get writing credit. I don't think. Like, no, he's uh, like pay me. Just based on characters royalties, created by yeah. George Lucas, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it uh, for the Resistance report this week. Let's send it over to Lacey for the Scoundrels rundown. Punch it on three. One, two, three. Punch, punch it. it. Punch it. Guys, our flights are booked for Star Ooh. Wars Celebration Anaheim. By the way, I saw someone recently said on Twitter that saying guys is offensive. I say guys all the time, so I'm sorry, but I'm going to keep saying it. Lacey, everything's offensive. We are a little over five months away from the event, and we are honored to be attending representing Star Wars Newsnet and the Resistance broadcast. We hope to see as many of you as possible there, but we understand not everyone can make it. But don't worry, we'll be covering the entire event on the Star Wars Newsnet YouTube channel, so you can come along for the ride with us. Light speeding you right to content. (laughs) I just thought you were going to say... Uh, we know that everybody can't make it, so we will be covering your plane tickets and your hotels. <laughs> <laughs> and you get a ticket. And you. Sorry, yeah. I wish I could. If I could, I would, yeah. guys. 
Again, guys. Uh, anyway, loving the return of the Clone Wars? Question mark? Make sure you're checking out the Clone Wars fan show, which is exclusive to our YouTube hmm. channel. James rates, reviews, and breaks down each new episode of the final season of The Clone Wars. So after you watch the next one this Friday, head over to our YouTube channel and join James to break it all down. John was pointing the wrong way, and I was like, he doesn't even know. <laughs> I would be the well, worst James at the beginning of the Yeah. On Thanks, the Clone Wars fan show, so make yeah. sure you tune in. Um, other than that, more news will come soon. Um, I'm supposed to be going to Ace Comic Con in a couple weeks, but we'll Ew. see with coronavirus if I'm going yeah. or not. Um, yeah. But that being said, Chewy, get us out of here. You almost forgot the line. I did. <laughs> see, I almost forgot. We just were t- talking about forgetting stuff. I almost forgot the line, and it's been like five minutes. Mm. It's not in here, John. You need to write it in the notes. Okay. Right now? No. no. Chewy, get us out of here. <laughs> oh, we're already here. Hey, guys, <laughs> it is time to hear from you. That means it's Ask the Resistance time. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? No, I was, that was, I was pausing for it because James likes to put the graphic in. You should just use yes. my voice, James, underneath. Da, 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 da. <laughs> that's what, uh, what are midichlorians? That's a thing I like to do, John. <laughs> I like to, you know, sometimes that's just a thing I like to do, you know, add those graphics in. Yes, <laughs> sometimes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> but sometimes we also answer questions. Actually, every Monday, pretty much. Um, Wait, so what? You- you guys sent in your questions. We usually do a call forum. Uh, hashtag Ask the Resistance. Anytime you have a question that you would like us to talk about on the show, so we give you a sweet shout out, talk about your handle, just tweet using hashtag Ask the Resistance, or you can email us, resistancebroadcast at gmail.com. Or if you're a patron, fire it over on the Discord if you're uh, tier three and up, or uh, you want to message us, that's cool too. So a lot of ways to do it. Uh, and these folks did it. Lacey, you have a question here from Stephen Bowman. Me? Uh, at Stephen A. Bowman. So Stephen got his handle using the middle initial. So good for you, Stephen. Hmm. Stephen asked, what things have stayed constant about your love of Star Wars since your very first experience at Stu Leonard's? And what has changed <laughs> as you've grown and changed yourself? First of all, is Stephen A. Bowman, is the A his initial or is he a Bowman? Stephen Both. A. Well, his last name's Bowman, but right. I did think it would but be funny he if Bowman? he accidentally like was like mistyped it and was like, "Oh, my handle's available," and he like took it, <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh no, why is there an A there?" <laughs> well, it's like it reminds you of the Canadian like President Stephen Abutman in Canada. <laughs> is my that name real? Is Stephen Abutman. Yes. <laughs> well, it's not real. It's a, it's a South Park. Canadian character. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm All not right. your buddy guy. I'm not your buddy guy. Hey, buddy, can I'm I finish? I'm not your guy, pal. Can I finish? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm finished. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually finished. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. What has stayed constant? Um, What has changed? I would say my constant has been my obsession has only grown over time. That's what's changed, but I've always loved Star Wars. It's like kind of who I am and part of who I am 
as a person and I'm sure like my values in life are based somehow on those movies because I watched them when I was so little. Um, I think the other thing that's probably changed is the amount of money I spend on Star Wars. Didn't have any money back in the day, but now I've got adult no money. So when I need to pay bills, I just buy Star Wars things. Um, And then also I think just like my love for characters have changed. So when I was Mm. little, I, I loved Luke Skywalker and I loved Leia, but I wasn't really a fan of Han Solo growing up. I just wasn't, he wasn't my favorite. And I feel like I've grown to love Han Solo more and I find him hilarious now. When I was little, I didn't really pick up on that stuff. Um, And then obviously I love Ray and Kylo Ren now and they didn't exist back Mm. then. So I would say my love has only grown. um, And I, I guess that's my only answer. I feel bad because I feel like I should be like, oh, my love has changed in this way. But it really Mm -hmm. hasn't. It's just gotten more crazy, more obsessive. Nice. That's legit. All right. Good answer. All right. Thanks, Stephen. Uh, Next up, uh, James, this one's going to you. This is from Nick T at the PJ Skittles. (laughs) I love Skittles. Skittles? I haven't. uh, I haven't. You shut your mouth. I haven't dabbled in zombie Skittles. No you good. Shut your mouth when zombie? you're talking to me. Zombie Skittles? I'm pretty sure they're called zombie Skittles. Are they are you sour? White up, package. Are you just bringing up zombies for everything today? That's what they're called, man. What do they taste like? Dead bodies? Uh, so supposedly it's like a bunch of random things and then that are like fine. And then there's like one really terrible one. Oh, on purpose. so they're like Bernie Bots every flavor bean from Harry Potter. Sort of, yeah. I guess the same premise. So it's like seasons five through 13 of The Walking Dead. You keep bringing up Walking Dead all the time. I mean, I did. Everyone responded to my tweet saying they stopped watching. You tweeted. So last week you were like, no one watches Walking Dead anymore. Who watches Walking Dead? And then I see a tweet today of, so who really watches Walking Dead? And I'm like, he's really pushing this. Nobody's watching Walking Dead thing. Nobody watches that show. (laughs) Except those okay, people here that is. are commenting right now about it. Every yeah. pack of zombie Skittles will include a mix of five fruit flavors, petrifying citrus punch, mummified melon, boogeyman blackberry, chilling black cherry, oh, and blood red berry. The Halloween twist thing. is that select pieces of the rotten zombie flavored candy will be mixed into each bag. So the flavor is rotten zombie. And what it's, does it taste like? it's just not good. It's just not good. <laughs> I got to try this. All right. Well, anyway. It's just, it's just the not first, good. The first result is Zombie Skittles Taste Test Review. The rotten flavor traumatized us. That's the <laughs> literal first result. All right. There you go. Well, anyway, the PJ Skittles from Mr. Nick T here. Um, He's like, Nick, guys, my last name is Skittles. Yeah. yeah. Nick, let us know if you're the heir to the Skittles franchise or you just like Skittles and if you've ever had this zombie flavor. Um, All right. He said, will season seven of the Clone Wars touch on the Emperor making clones of himself, James? Well, I believe that it would be good opportunity and good um, synergy for the line. I'm going to go with no. I do have faith in Dave's circle of trust, but I do think that overall, since the movies are top-notch secretive, I'm going to assume that they didn't have 
plot points for, you know, Rise of Skywalker stuff in, currently in development for the animated stuff. I would love to see it. If I found out that that's they they go into that stuff and it's like, oh, this is cool because it's Clone Wars and it's the perfect time to do it and this wraps up everything, you know. But I I also got to think that Dave didn't write that story a long time ago and this is his moment to finish the story that he started Mm -hmm. as opposed to working in new material in and kind of forcing it into a a story that he had been developing for a long time. So I'm going to go with no, I'm going to go with no. Cool. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay. Uh, next one here from Matt at MIB 1188. Matt asked, since we know the Mandalorian is going to be searching for the child's family slash the Jedi next season. Do we know that? Um, Do you think that Luke will be at least name-checked at some point in the season? What about other Jedi we know? Um, hmm. So I don't know that it's a guarantee that he's going to go on some quest to go find um, Tiny Man's family. Uh, But, I mean, we'll see. But do I think Luke will be name-checked or other Jedi? The I mean, you got the dark saber thing, but that doesn't mean Jedi, really. Um, I'm going to say no, just because you don't try to fix something that's not broken. And the Mandalorian has, like, knock on wood, been overall pretty liked by most fans. And if you start tossing Luke in here, even with name drops and stuff, you start planting those seeds again of like people saying like, I don't like what they're doing with Luke now. And all that stuff comes back up. I, I, I they don't need to mention Luke Skywalker, and the Mandalorian. It's already a, a very successful hit. Um, so I, there's no need for it to happen. And I, to me, it would just be some sort of unnecessary, like fan service thing. You already have the Mandalorian and, and, and grief cargo saying they, they're, they're not even sure what the force is. So I don't know who would all of a sudden be chiming in about Luke Skywalker. Um, you know, so I, I just don't think so. And other Jedi we know, you know, I don't know, maybe. But I'm leaning towards no on this one. So that is where I'm at. Um, all right. Last question here from Wolf King. This is uh, actually Jeremy, one of our uh, admirals uh, in, the, in the TRB base. Uh, he said, besides the obvious lightsaber or darksaber, what is the one fully functional Star Wars item you would want in real life? James. It's hard to, and I'm, I'm avoiding this answer, but it's hard to not say like a ship or something. You I know? was going to say be, ship. Yeah. So uh, just for the sake of that, obviously being like probably one of the, the more realistic or practical choices, I'm, I'm going to say Kanan's holocron that has Obi-Wan saying, don't return to the Jedi temple. Okay. That's cool. Lacey? I was going to say the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? <laughs> that's my answer. That's so stuck. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great answer. That's why I've just... It is just, an item. If it was yeah. a video game, it would be in my don't inventory. He, don't you think he means like an item that you could bring with you onto the Millennium Falcon? I think like, he means that Lacey's right, and he's going to love my answer. I mean, I'll ask him right now in the Discord chat. Be like, dude, Lacey's... <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Millennium Falcon and James said a holocron, so 
Those are two similar sized objects. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm like, mine sounds lame. <laughs> like, yours, yours is in your pocket, and Lacey's like, yeah, it's like, I got the whole YT freighter. Um, like I said, a, a Bud Light, and then she said Sam Adams, and I'm like, oh, I, I should have went I for can, Sam Adams. You know? Bud Light's better than Sam Adams. Um, I don't know. I like, does a droid count as an item? Yeah, I would think so. Then BB 8. No, droids are people. Okay. Droid rights. Um, BB 8. BB 8. Right. A fully I, functioning. Yeah. I'm going to so. say a back to tank. Ooh, that's a good answer. How often are you hurting yourself that bad that you need a back to tank? It's not even so much that. Because remember when Krennic shows up to Vader's castle? You want to wear like, a diaper? Anakin's in there and all the steam comes out. Like, that is just like this. It's like an it's like one of those oxygen chairs. What do you ever call those uh, zero gravity chairs? And you're like mm-hmm. floating, but you're in like your own personal hot tub, and people just mind their own business, and you're listening to like TRB. So or you're something. gonna wear a diaper though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. John, John, you just need to get one of those sensory deprivation chambers. That's what I need. Yes. Yeah. And then it heals me. Oh why? Yeah. But you go in that thing for like an hour, and it mm-hmm. like hallucinogenically messes with your head. It's, I just want, I just like that. Like people today, they go in these carbon, like frozen ice chambers for like healing and like blowing your body temperature. And it's supposed to de- help with the de-aging process or whatever. I'm just saying that thing looked comfortable. Anakin, even though he's like half bodied, he's just like the steam's rising up. It's warm. It's cozy. And he's like, what do you want? I don't want to talk to you. Steam again. You know, give me a back to tank. It's better than your answers anyway. <laughs> all right guys let us know what you guys answer let us, that's a great answer uh, f- let me know in the comments if you would want a back to tank and i guarantee it comes with a diaper i guarantee a lot of people would say yes actually i'd probably diaper go f- and a face i would mask. go full naked in my back to tank ew stop <laughs> anyway um i mean you go full naked <laughs> in the shower right what the hell all right yeah, but then like people are coming to see you. You said that people are coming to see no, the steam, you. The steam, the steam, the steam, the steam, the steam, the steam makes a PG-13. So inappropriate. The steam, the steam. No, John, I, I think you mean stream. <laughs> the stream, sorry. Whatever. Stream. Yeah. You the know ste- what I meant. It's a, it's I was the, confused. Guys, if there's one thing you've learned about me in the past two software? years is that I always Game? say the wrong word It's my favorite. Everything. It's my favorite steaming service. <laughs> Every um, time I have a rant with John about something, he'll be like, do you mean this? Because I mm-hmm. think you mean this. And I'll be like. Well, you know what I do mean is that we're approaching the end of the show here. Um, I just want everyone to know that uh, you may have had, I mean, we're on podcast apps that I didn't even know existed. So like, there's one called Podcast Addict. I guess a lot of you are on that I wasn't even in tune with. I don't think any of us were. Um, just so you know, we should have, everything should be all fixed now. We did change our, our, our RSS feed for us, it uh, increased uh, the immediacy of our uploads. So we get the episodes out faster to all of you. Uh, so if you've been on an app that's been you know missing a few episodes, you should be good now. Um, I hope so, because we've been getting a lot of tweets about all these different apps and stuff. So I hope you guys are good to go now. If you still are having issues, do, do let us know at Twitter uh, at RBATSWNN. Um, but other than that, you can go to uh, resistancebroadcast.com, which is our page on Star Wars News Net, to find everywhere that you can subscribe to us. Uh, find out your info on Make Solo 2 Happen. Grab your t-shirt at tpublic.com. Um, 
all that sort of stuff. But make sure you are subscribed to the show. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podcast Attic, YouTube. What are the other ones, James? Pod Smash, Pod Slash, Pod. Yeah, Podcast, Podcast, Podcast. <laughs> We're on uh, Fairly Pod Parents. Uh, just, yeah. All right. Right. Pod, yeah. Uh, Chipodley. Castaway. Uh, we're on uh, <laughs> just Cast all away. these ridiculous yeah, podcasts. So, so wherever you apps. listen to podcasts, subscribe to us because hopefully we're there. Um, and then, like I said, StarWarsNewsNet.com. Make sure you're always going there for all of your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, top of the show, obviously, you heard all about Patreon, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Go check it out. A uh, very special thank you to our Patreon generals, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Seth Kime, Micah Harrison, Tampa Movie Guy, Michael Gaines, and Val Trichkoff. Generals, thank you so much for all of your support. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and at StarWarsNewsNet.com. James? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks and also on I fell off a horse recently and broke my arm. They've called an ambulance and they're taking me to the hospital to get a new podcast. Ah, nice. Slow you guys can also find James as he continues his journey on the Clone Wars fan show on Friday, which is, uh, as Lacey pointed out before, exclusive to our um, Star Wars News at YouTube channel. Lacey, mm-hmm. how about you? I'm still boggled that you would want to be naked in a Bakta tank. A Bakta tank? Bakta. A Bakta tank. <laughs> I didn't know it was called a Bakta tank before. <laughs> Do you want to put on your knickers? People can find me Chewbacca. on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. Nice. All right, guys. So um, we hope you enjoy your weeks, but remember, uh, we're coming back at you on Thursday. Um, if you're not a resistance officer, we'll be back with you on Thursday. We actually have a lot of John's coming, coming out. out of the box tank. Uh, the, I'll be coming out of the box tank back into the the bice, <laughs> back into the bice. <laughs> the bice will be open. Uh, but on Thursday, we're going to be talking about. Um, fandom, uh, basically what social media's impact has been on Star Wars and Star Wars fans. So we're going to have a little bit of a serious discussion, but don't worry. We'll have a ton of fun as always as well. But uh, until then, enjoy your weeks and we'll see you on Thursday with a new episode. Uh, and we'll see you around, kids. Bye. Is that a wood topic?